Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's holy word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is April 15th. It's Friday. It is Good Friday. We're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians 5, verses 11 through 21 today. But before we do that, we're saying another prayer from Piercing Heaven. Let us pray. Lord, I have not done my duty in my own family. Among Christians, in the churches of Christ, I have not done what I promised. I have not served my generation or helped to build the building of Zion. And now, Lord, what can I say? Is my name written on the heart of Christ? If I had the whole world's glory, if I had 10,000 worlds and 10,000 lives, I would lay them all down to have my poor trembling soul assured of this. My thirst cannot be quenched, and my desire for Jesus is as greedy as the grave, with coals of fire and the hottest flame. Lord, you have said you will wed me forever, so this is what I desire. Fulfill what you have spoken. It would break my heart if ever the covenant should be broken between me and you. I desire you, Lord. And the more I enjoy you, the more I desire you with an infinite, eternal, and everlasting desire. Amen. All right, as I said, we're going to be reading from 2 Corinthians 5, verses 11 through 21 this morning. Hear the word of the Lord. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in your in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake was sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Honestly, I did not plan this out, but I don't know that we could have come up to a better part of 2 Corinthians for Good Friday than we have today. We see here a lot of talk about what Christ has done for us. In fact, we see the idea that he died over and over again, right? We see, for the love of Christ controls us here in verse 14, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all. We see this important element of the gospel, the death of Christ and how he has saved a people for himself here in this passage. And so we we come here and we see some interesting uh, things that, that Paul is saying. Uh, verse 16 specifically, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. What, what does that mean? Is Paul suggesting that 
Paul did not or that Christ did not rise bodily from the dead. That's not what he is saying. He is not denying the real resurrection of Jesus here. What he is saying is that even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, in other words, even though we once looked at him as a human and we judged him by human standards, we no longer do that. Look what happened when Jesus was uh, regarded according to the flesh. They saw him to be offensive. They crucified him. This is what looking at Jesus according to the flesh did. But now we understand Jesus for the work that he did. Even though he uh, was bruised and battered, we don't consider uh, that to be the standard, the, the appearance of that to be the standard by which we judge him. And so what Paul is trying to drive home to the people here in Corinth is that if they are in Christ, they're in the, then they are a new creation. They should stop worrying about appearances. They should stop worrying about what other people think of them. Instead, they should worry about who they are in Christ. The old has passed away. The new has come. And what a blessing this is from God, Paul says. And it all comes because Christ reconciled us to himself, and he gave us this ministry of reconciliation. In other words, Jesus has made us right with God. We were at war with him. We were enemies of God, but now we have been reconciled to him. Things are now once again good between us and God. This was not done because God decided to let something pass. He did not say that, oh, your sin isn't that big a deal. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. No, we were reconciled because the price was paid for our sin. Christ did this work for us. He was the one doing the reconciling. That is so important. So now that we are in Christ, we are new creations. What does this mean for us? We see that God is no longer counting our trespasses against us. But he also gives us a ministry of reconciliation. We are passing on this, this message of the salvation that we have in Jesus. And so the, Paul uses some interesting language here. He says that we're ambassadors for Christ. In other words, we're going out into a world that is opposed to us, and we are spreading this message. We are giving this information that there might now be peace between those other people and God. We are ambassadors for Christ. We're making an appeal to people. And so we spread this message, and we see here what it is, what Paul says. We implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Come to Christ. Let him reconcile you with God. And then we see the crux of Paul's argument and the crux of the gospel for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Now, we have in our time and in every time, there have been those who have questioned the substitutionary nature of the gospel. They question this idea that somehow our sins are poured out on Christ and we receive his righteousness. But there's nothing else that you can come away from this passage with, especially this verse. Why did he do this? He did it for our sake, and uh, he made him to be sin. He became our sin, even though he knew no sin. So there's clearly substitution there. There's a swap there. There's a, there is a great exchange, right? 
so that we might become the righteousness of God. So our sin is put on him and we receive the righteousness of God from Christ. And this is why we have been reconciled to God. It has nothing to do with what I've done. It has everything to do with this reconciliation that Jesus has given us. And so as we arrive on this Good Friday and as we look at this passage, what a blessing that we have this reminder of the gospel, this reminder that we not only have had our sins forgiven, but we receive the perfect righteousness of Christ. We are the righteousness of God. And so may we continue to understand the substitutionary nature of the gospel, that we have received from Christ his righteousness, and he has taken away our sin. He has put it on himself and paid the price for it. He has borne the wrath of God on our behalf. And so may we find joy in this message, this Good Friday, and may the joy of Easter remind us about the righteousness that we have because we have been justified by his grace and made right with God. May we celebrate this in the coming days. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we no longer live to ourselves, but we live for you for the sake of the one who died and was raised for us. We pray that you would grant us the faith to live our lives as new creations, for we know that is what we are because we are in Christ. May we daily pursue the ministry of reconciliation that you have given us as your ambassadors, and may we center our lives on the truth that we are the righteousness of God because the one who knew no sin gave himself as a ransom for us. And we lift up to you, O Lord, our covenant children, as the spring sports season begins. We pray for safety for the families that will be traveling to sporting events and other activities. And we pray that the coming spring weather would remind your people of the joy that they have in the new life that we have in the Lord Jesus. And as we step into this Good Friday day and we journey towards the Easter weekend, we ask that it would be a time of renewal for your people. Grant us the joy of your salvation, that we might radiate your love to those around us. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, that finishes up 2 Corinthians 5 for us. Have yourself a good, good Friday. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available each week on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 